mic check one two one two. Phil, fuck you. What's up? New studio, new digs. We Gucci. Yeah, we got the man cave. Check one, two, one, two. Mike, check. Phil, fuck you. Sub, you hyenas. And, yep, that's right. My glib glops. What's Good. up? What's up, <laughs> homie? Caught a lot of avalanche. And welcome back to the Small Market Insecurities Podcast. It's your boy Phil Razor. I am joined tonight by the guy you love to hate, Stack Eye Nate. How you doing, Nate? How could I not be just wonderful? It's a beautiful day outside. You know, it was great to just get out, get some fresh air. And on top of that, we're in the midst of what is a phenomenal NHL playoffs, the start of MLB baseball, NBA playoffs. We got a lot going on. There's just so much going on. And I know we bitch and complain a lot about um, when football ends, but at least we have this time when there's still something going on. Really... Shit hits the fan around June. June is when we get into the dog days of sports. Yeah, I mean, especially, you know, luckily this year with the NHL going so late because of the, well, you know, the well, they preemptively struck the Olympic break and then used that to fill in uh, makeup games due to COVID. Um, so at least we'll have hockey probably tomorrow on 4th of July. But yeah, I mean, NBA playoffs are on as scheduled, man. We got a lot to go over. Sky's on PTO tonight. Again. So RIP in peace to Sky. Oh, this asshole. The co-host of Chaos is uh, busy with work. Hey, last time, when you were gone, we discussed it. Skylar and I discussed it. And uh, we came to the conclusion that you are HR, and you're the one that's granting all this PTO. So we're just going to need you to step it up, Bob. Okay. Um, okay. Well, Dad is home. Yeah, well. Dad's Dad, back. Dad, 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 do your fucking job, okay? Dad Damn. had fun. Dad's Dad, not putting fun. Dad ran into the co-host of Chaos on his walk over here, and... He was uh, balls deep in a bunch of work. He was fixing his Jeep for a little break from uh, staring at a screen. So, I, you know, I understand, uh, you know, that 9 to 5 life is yeah, a hashtag grind. Uh, absolutely. I totally, totally been, been there before, Bob. Understood. So, Sky, enjoy the PTO, you fucker. Yeah, you <laughs> fucking asshole. Deadbeat. Oh, we have to sit here and talk sports. Blah! Oh, no, I'd rather do GFS orders on Sky. Yeah. Um, on this date in history. Sports history. May 11th, boys and girls. The Portland Trailblazers win the highest scoring playoff game in National Basketball Association history. 153 to 151 in double overtime against the Phoenix Suns in the Western Conference semifinals. Jesus, dude. If you bet the under in that game, you're a fucking sucker. You know there's some guy somewhere, Scott from Scottsdale, who's sitting there Bet the mortgage on the under that his wife left him. Yeah, absolutely. You, his wife left him. You jackass. That's what you, you idiot. That's, that's what you get. Why would no. you ever bet the under in that? We all knew it was going to go over. Phil from Phoenix lost everything on that bet. Hey, didn't you move here from Phoenix? Uh, no, I've actually never been to Arizona in my life. I've flown over it. I've never been to. Yeah, flown over it as well. Yeah, never been to. So shout yeah. out Arizona. Maybe we'll shout out to Arizona. Maybe we'll head your way someday. The only state that doesn't observe daylight savings time because why the fuck? Do you need more in the desert? Oh, I think our I think our uh, legislators are working on that, and they're going to get rid of that bullshit. I'm just saying they're the only state to date that doesn't acknowledge it. I'm sick of this spring forward. Although, all back. 
spring for fall back. New Mexico, I don't know if they do or not. They might have followed followed suit, but Arizona, Arizona was the first. Arizona, there's also there was also one more. I didn't Hawaii, doesn't Hawaii not follow it as well, I thought. I don't know what Hawaii does. Hawaii is its own It's it's a thing. It's its own thing, man. I don't know. It's it's a thing. Hawaii's dope. Yeah, I'd love to go there, but it'd be fun to go to the Honolulu Bowl sometime. All right, let's go, let's let's get back on fucking track. I can't believe I'm the one what saying this. Where are we? Oh going? my god! What? We are we're chopping it up at the beginning in the first like three minutes, and you're the one that's trying I'm to get us sick of your track. shit, Phil. All right, let's go to the NBA playoffs. And I think the listeners are too. The listeners don't know anything about my and shit. You don't know anything about nothing. Y'all don't know shit about dick. <laughs> um, let's go to the NBA playoffs. First game, first series I want to talk about. Um, by the time this airs, we'll have played five games. Going into this, it's tied at two. Phoenix, the one seed against Dallas, the four. Um, I was watching some of the game the other night, and maybe it's just me. This is a little talking piece before we get into some numbers. Go ahead and get into it, Bob. Is Chris Paul knackered? Is he tired? Is CP3, does he look tired to anybody else? Because there was one game where he fouled out with, he had six fouls and five points. Like, is Chris Paul tired? And is this the last we see of Chris Paul in the NBA? Man, tell you what, them State Farm commercials been wearing him out. He got to hang out from Jake from State Farm all the fucking time. I don't know. I mean, he's definitely not playing to the level that we are used to seeing playoff CP3 at. That's yeah. for sure. And um, if I were a Phoenix fan, I might be pressing the panic button. I might be there. And if I'm not there, I'm... I'm sure it's fuck hovered right over it, but yeah, I mean he was two for four. He had even he was one for one three pointers, so five rebounds, seven assists, five points the other night. Yeah, that's terrible, man. Yeah, I uh, I'm a little concerned about CP3 because like I mean Devin Booker had 35 in the loss in Game Four. Like I'm not concerned about Book. He's gonna get his. Yeah, and that's he'll and, always get his. And the Suns are so deep, like. Not to belabor the point, because we, we've discussed it ad nauseum on this podcast, but Devin Booker's going to get his, and then you have a lot of guys, I mean, obviously Aiton's got to you know do his thing. You have other guys that chip in here and there. Bridges has been great throughout the playoffs, especially when Booker was out in the first round. Uh-huh. The home team has won every game so far. If that holds, that's Phoenix in seven. I mean, you know, kind of hard to get mad if you win the series, right? And then you're going to the Western Conference Finals again. But... How concerned are you on a scale of 1 to 10 right now for the Suns team? I'd be very concerned because right now you're looking like what everybody was concerned with about Dallas, that you're only going to get production from one guy, being in Dallas's case being Luka. But they've been able to turn it around and get some production elsewhere on their roster. And, you know, namely just kind of looking through the list here, I mean, Dorian Finney-Smith at 24. The other night, yeah. Jalen Brunson had 18. Brunson's been great for Dallas. Not 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 to jump on a big market, but Brunson's been like their to me their X factor when I watch them play. Yeah, and then but then you still you get three guys off your bench in double digits and Maxi Kleber, Spencer Dinwiddie, and Davis Bertans. They got they got marks over his name, so I'm going to say it like like I'm going to say it like I'm international. That's fair. Davis Bertans. Davis Bertans. That's fair. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if you're getting, you know, Bertans had 12, Dinwiddie had 10, Kleber had 11. Yeah. That's they're getting, yeah, that's, yeah. that's that's some production. They're getting solid production from the role players, and then Luka's obviously doing his thing. One of my biggest things about this series, Dallas, right? So the Mavericks, they won, they won the end, you know, they won, they lifted Larry O'Brien in 2011. It's their only one. Yeah. But, hey, they won their first playoff series this year since that, that run. Yeah. Good for them. The city of Dallas has, they have champions. The Rangers haven't won a World Series, but they've, they've been to plenty and they've had good teams. Yeah, I mean, the Cowboys. Yeah, the Cowboys. The Cowboys. That's all say. The Cowboys. And then obviously the Dallas Stars chipped in 1 in 99. What breaks my heart as a, as a small market fan, and I'm sure there's going to be some ignoramus online that's like, oh, Phil and Nate. Ugh. Phoenix isn't a small market. You're right. It's not a small city. No. But you're wrong. It's a transplant town. Look at the teams they have. The Arizona Cardinals made the playoffs this year. But look at all that. I mean, they, they rarely make it. And when they do, they either shit the bed or they get their heart broken like they did against the Steelers in 2008. Like, 
There really is no in-between for, you know, for that city. They either make it and get a little hope and then shit the bed, or, or they take it all the way and then fall off, except for the Arizona Diamondbacks that won one miraculous World Series over the Yankees to prevent the Yankees from four-peating in 2001. That's the only all major... Thanks to, all thanks to a Randy Johnson arm. And Kurt Schilling. Yeah. Byung Young Kim closing the games out for him. Damn, dude. What but a time. What, what breaks my heart for the city of, of Phoenix is the Arizona State Coyotes aren't going anywhere. They're not going to be good anytime soon. And the Phoenix Suns are the best team they have right now. And yeah, they made it to the finals last year. And they played a really good Milwaukee team. And they took him to six games, but Gian- Giannis was a man on a mission. They stole the game in Phoenix and then went and wrapped it up at home. Okay, you know, Cream City deserved that too. Milwaukee's another, I mean, outside the Packers, Brewers haven't won shit. And they, they can't have an NHL team in a hockey-crazed state because of the Blackhawks. So, it was, I was very happy. And plus, Giannis signed there long-term. But my heart breaks for Phoenix because that city has so many transplants and such a, such a big population now. And people come in there and they instantly get behind the teams in the area, especially sports like like hockey, because a lot of transplants don't have a hockey team. But there's also people that come in there and go, man, I'm from an area where there is no NBA or there is no whatever. I mean, everybody pretty much has an NFL team. But there is no NBA where I'm from, so I never really care. Now I'm here and we have a team. They moved to a city that has a team in every major, you know, professional league in America. Yeah. And none of them win titles. They have good seasons. But, like, you look at the Suns all the time. Like, dude, Charles Barkley couldn't win there. Steve Nash couldn't win there. Like, they've had a lot of great players come through that organization. Shaq couldn't win there. Shaq, yeah, I forgot Shaq was there. Don't forget about Shaq, buddy. I mean, Larry, just... Larry Fitzgerald's been there for years, never won there. Exactly. They had Carson Palmer. They had um, Kurt, Kurt Warner. Warner. I was just about to get there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a tough time, but, hey. Such is sports, man. Like, you know, you're not always going to get the win. It sucks. But that's why we watch it. Because it keeps us on the edge of the seats, or on the edge of our seats. We are emotionally invested. That's what makes us fans. And that's what makes small market fans the best fans. Because we're so invested. We don't poo-poo our teams a lot. I mean, yeah. I can't speak for myself all the time. But... You know, we all we're all good, we're all good couch GMs and couch coaches, but that means we love our teams. So true. Yeah, I'm excited to see where the series goes. I think Phoenix will pull it out personally. I don't know if Dallas can get a win on the road. And the other the thing, I've, the other reason I was alluding to the transplant town is, I watch Suns games and the atmosphere is bonkers. It's wild. You don't really feel that in the other sports there, so I feel like the Suns are the team. So that city's really adopted and gotten behind. That's just my opinion. Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough, I feel like, to get that feel from their football stadium, from what, what is I, it, State Farm Field or yeah, whatever, it, I don't know. It used to be. But, the, but it doesn't, it, yeah, it, you don't have the feel, it doesn't have the feel of like a Lambo or like. CenturyLink up Century in Seattle. Link, Heinz. Yeah. Know, it doesn't have that feel. Most, no, most it doesn't. Not. Um, I mean, the Coyotes, well, when you're poo-poo. You know, nobody's going to show up. Same thing with the Diamondbacks. So right now, yeah, Phoenix is behind their sons, and they are that team that they need to rally behind. So yeah. good to see them doing it. Good to good to see that atmosphere being fucking electric. We yeah. love it. Absolutely. Sorry, I was taking a sip of water. Let's stay in the Western Conference, shall we? Um, I don't want to belabor this series because I'm very disappointed right now. Uh, the Grizzlies are down 3-1 to Golden State. Panic button time. Oh, 100%. And I, I was watching, I was watching, I mean, game three was a shit show. I mean, Golden State beat him by 30. Okay. First game in the Bay, you got your ass kicked. You know, for as great of a year as Memphis has, they're still a new playoff team. Yeah. It was a heartbreaker for sure. Absolute, absolute gut-wrenching loss. That game one loss at home by one point is going to really sting if they, if they get knocked out in five. But, you know, they played, they played tonight as you're listening on the recording, um, out, you know, at home, sorry. Um, it's in Memphis, right? Yeah, it's in Memphis. Yeah, game yeah. five, kick Memphis is two seed. I was watching the end of game four, though. Brutal ending. 
And I'm looking at the final score here, buddy, and I can tell you that it's a brutal ending. Well, they Fuck, they banked one on one ninety eight. They banked in a deep shot at the end to cut it to three instead of six. Yeah. There was there was a moment where Desmond Bain, he pushed off, but like, man, I don't like to say I like different calls in regular season versus playoffs. But man, it was it was brutal. He gets the board, pushes off, lays it up and in. It's one of those, if you're a Golden State fan, clearly a push. If you're a Memphis fan, let him play. The problem I had with it was, was the possession before. Jaron Jackson throws up a, not great three, but he definitely gets hit. And they let it go. And I'm like, well, which way are we going here? And I, like, man. It's the one thing about this uh, sport that drives, about basketball that drives me nuts is the inconsistency. Mm-hmm. Fouls are too subjective. Yeah, they are. It's too subjective and it drives me nuts. And I guess it was just frustrating at the end of the game, someone who's obviously heavily rooting for the Grizzlies, to see them falter on ticky-tack shit both ways. That being said, Steph stepped up and buried his free throws when he had to and buried him. That's what you got to do. He always will. That's just, that's Steph. He's that guy that you can always lean on to make his shots. Um, I mean, it was a good performance all around by Memphis. The only, you know, you know, Kind of lacking performance was Desmond Bain with only eight points. He hasn't been good. He has not been great. And uh, other than that, man, Tyus Jones with 19, Dylan Brooks with 12, Jaron Jackson with 21, Stephen Adams with 10. Stephen Adams is nice to have back. Yep. Kyle Adams, Kyle Anderson, sorry, off the bench with 17, and then Zaire Williams with seven. Man, all what I want to know is what are the what are what are our chances of getting Steph or uh, not Steph job back for? Game five. Fingers crossed. I haven't seen anything about him being out. Man, because he he took a nasty um what 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 I can't remember. I, I saw Yeah. Saw some clips of it, but he took a nasty shot and was hoping that he can come back soon. I yeah, I mean without Jaw this team has no you know that's yeah, he's he's doubtful for the rest of the playoffs. But I I that sucks, man, because I that really I don't I don't in, I mean your whole team your whole team doesn't center around him, but he definitely well, contributes heavily to your success. When Desmond Bain's not performing. I mean, th- there's going to be years ahead for the Grizzlies. Hope, God, job, ja, please stay in Memphis. Please, for the love of God. Because Memphis, it's all about the three Bs, baby. Blues, barbecue, and basketball. That, and, is, that, that is what Memphis does. And big old titties. Big old titties? Yeah. That's fair. Big old titties. Hey, Southern women, man. Mm. Yeah, mm. I I can see Jaw staying there. I mean, come on, the guy the guy has been a small market guy all his life. He went to Murray State for college. He gets drafted by Memphis. Come on, that's just a fit made in heaven. He's oh, won't it. you stay, Jaw stay? Do you like and, that? And if you don't go, and if you don't go, if you don't stay, then you know, feel free to go to Cleveland or Detroit. Go to another small market. Go to another no, small market. No, stay. Stay in Memphis. Keep the West I'd, I'd competitive. Love to keep, I'd love to keep Memphis around. Um, That's a team I can get behind. Well, now I'm really rooting for Phoenix because if Jaws out for the remainder of playoffs and they get knocked it out, looks, then it looks dead. Then yeah, I mean, I don't want, I don't want a Western Conference of Dallas and fucking Golden State. We, we won't even cover it. Yeah, it's not even worth we, covering. We won't talk about it. But not here. Not. not no, the, sir. Not here. Not in this house. Not. This is not the venue for it. You can get that shit and get out. All right, let's go to the East. Milwaukee, Boston, tied at two. Uh, game five tonight. As you're listening, uh, Bucks had it one in game four, and they pissed it away. Yeah. In 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 the fourth quarter. Yeah, not great. Not not a good look there. Not good, Bob. That's uh, that's gonna hurt there, Bob. That's gonna hurt real bad. It's a little little Mad Men reference. <laughs> not great, Bob. Shout out to Mad Men. Fuck Shout you. Fuck Mad you, Man. Pete Campbell. Um, I was quoting myself there. That's just something I say, Bob. Whatever, dude. It's fine, Bob. Do whatever you want, bud. All right, Bob. Uh, <laughs> Milwaukee gets two games at home. Can they win two of three and knock out Boston? Boy. Um, I don't know, man, because Boston's coming back with some fucking vengeance in this series, man. Al Horford with fucking 30 last night. That man was mad. M-A-D fucking mad. Yeah. And he laid down some heavy 
fucking hands. There was one dunk towards the end of the game there where he just fucking laid some authority on the entire Milwaukee team. Like, for fuck's sake. Giannis is averaging 32-13-8 in this series, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Giannis is like, I refuse to go home. Fuck you all. Um, I'm looking up and down the Celtics here. Or, sorry, the, the Bucks here. And when it comes to total, re- first of all, the rebounding numbers are hilarious. Giannis is averaging five more rebounds a game than everybody else. Then Giannis is averaging two more assists per game than everybody else. But we look at overall points. Drew Holiday is showing up with 21 points a night. Then it drops all the way off to Pat Connaughton at almost 11. Yeah, um, but my problem is, though, is, yeah, Drew Holiday has been scoring for them, and he's been scoring well for them. Mm -hmm. But let's just point out the fact that in Game 4, he was minus 23. Oof. Minus 23. Brutal. Wow. Brutal. That's not a good sign. So that's some terrible defense. It's brutal. When he's on the floor. And against a guy and against a guy like Jason Tatum. Yeah, I was just say, is he is he straight up on Tatum? Yeah. And Tatum had thirty this game. Yeah, that's uh you less, got, less than ideal. You got fucking owned, my guy. You gotta you just gotta do better. Yeah. You know, it's, it's it's plain and simple. You simply have to do better at your job. If you had to give a one to ten scale of Milwaukee winning the series, taking two or three from Boston, uh, I'm gonna put it at like a four. I'm not confident I'm going, in it. I'm going seven. You're going with a seven. You like it? I think Giannis will take over a game, and then they'll have a good team effort, and that'll be the two wins. Okay, I I, I hope so. Yeah. I really hope so because I don't want to see them lose because then it's all big markets. It's gonna be all big markets, especially if. Phoenix this is what you get, NBA fans that listen to us. This is the problem with the NBA. They push big market narrative. Players should be in big markets. Go to a big market. And then we get screwed. No, this is your fault because you're not telling your friends to listen to us. So, you know what? Tell your NBA friends to start listening to us, and maybe your teams will start doing better. Yeah. Because we're going to talk about it. Quit telling the NBA. The NBA narrative is go join a big market on every social media platform, every beat writer. every it, it's, it's, it's so toxic to the premise of what we do. And, you know, and really the big thing is, is, you know, unfortunately, NBA, especially I think amongst the younger generations right now, kids aren't fans of teams, they're fans of players, because that's what the NBA does. They market around players, not teams. It's the best marketed American sports league there is. It is, 100%. But you're marketing around your players and not your teams. And when you've got guys like LeBron James that hop around Kevin Durant that hops around James Harden James Harden that hops around Russell Westbrook everybody everybody's moving all the fucking time so why would anybody how can anybody become loyal to a team when stop encouraging super teams get they well they need to get they need to get a hard cap yeah they're soft uh, cap and penalties and the, shit the luxury tax is, is bullshit it's yeah it's bullshit I agree but we can do that in an off season episode if we want to complain about NBA financials Go Bucks, go Suns. Come on, Grizzlies, make it interesting. Come on, just do Desmond Bain. We need you, buddy. We, we need Come you on. To get that stroke together. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh. <laughs> you think the darkness is your ally? We were born in it. Let's go to the NHL. <laughs> see, let's do you're you're kind of losing. You kind of lost it right there, didn't let's you? Let's do some Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, let's start off with the series. It's over. The Avs, my preseason pick to lift Lord Stanley's Cup, eviscerated Nashville. It's looking real nice and for that team. They look so good, right? Oh, my God. It was bad. It's it's not as like good luck, though, because last year they did the same thing, got crushed in the second round. So, a lot of time off yeah. for for the Avs. Ooh, as the, rest, I mean, ooh, rest to rust. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And oh, boy. That's why I kind of like to win in five or six. Yeah, five would have been nice. They beat the fuck out of the Preds in the series, man. They only scored, there was only one game where they scored less than three goals. Like, they scored at least two goals in every game, but they scored seven goals in game one and game three. They scored five. And five in game four last night. They scored five or more three out of the four games. 
my god, dude. They are They're a wagon. They are. Their their offense is just on point. They're unstoppable. And if you put them on the power play, you might as well just consider that a fucking goal. I tweeted this from our Beerly Hockey. Follow us at Beerly Hockey on Twitter. Everybody yeah, listen Beerly to Beerly Hockey for your good hockey talk. And then once again, for our social media for this wonderful podcast, Twitter at Small Market INS. Ooh, nice transition. Instagram and TikTok, Small Market Insecurities. Thank you. I've done it once or twice. <clears throat> oh, say less. Uh-huh. Um, that cough got me too. Ooh, baby. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not entirely convinced... Did you finish the handle? That Kale McCarr... Did you finish the handle? I don't think you finished our handle. <laughs> yeah, I did. Oh, you did? Okay. Kale McCarr and Rob Gronkowski have never been seen in the same place. Yeah, I saw... I saw. Uh, I saw <laughs> People I, are asking! I saw that on your Twitter the other night, and I was like, huh, Bill, what are you trying to say there, Bob? You're saying... Uh, I'm thinking the Gronkowskis are from Buffalo, Kale McCarr, not from Buffalo, but is he related... Is Kale McCarr a failed clone that ended up much smaller, <laughs> but it's just Rob Gronkowski on skates? <laughs> what kind of mad scientist bullshit are you trying to slander? I don't know, man. We've never really gotten sci-fi on this podcast, so there's your sci-fi portion for you. He's yeah, the, we do that on Bohemian Trapsody. He's the Franken-skater. Shout out Bohemian Trapsody. Shout out Bohemian Trapsody. Give it a listen. Also to the PB&J pod. PB&J pod coming Shout soon. Out. Follow them everywhere. Listen to them. They all kick ass. They've been everywhere, man. <laughs> what are those old Expedia commercials? Yeah, that's right. Fuck yeah. <laughs> hey, hashtag advertising works. Yes. Um, Let's just wrap up this part real quick because they're done playing. And yeah, uh, yeah Colorado slaps. Nashville, uh, sorry, we. I, I really didn't think you, I wanted to give you guys one game in the series, but nah, it nah. ain't gonna happen. Sorry, well, it, it didn't happen. It didn't happen. Sorry. Um, let's go to the other matchup that they they will play the Abs, the winner of the Wild and the Blues. Boy, this has been a good series. This is this is the one series out of all of them that I, besides maybe Toronto, Tampa, but that's not here nor there. That I thought guaranteed was going to go to seven games. When you listen to this, when you when you're listening to this, you will have known the results of this game. So we're kind of well. Pre-eluding. The night of recording is we're watching four game fives all at two two. I'll tell you, this is a like I'd love to give just really in depth analysis on this every single game on every single series, but it's tough, man. When you got two games going at once, it's not that easy. And I would, and I'm not complaining by any means. I am thoroughly enjoying all of this hockey. I'm kind of getting drunk off of it a little bit. A little hockey drunk over there, bud? Yeah, getting drunk between the hockey and the scotch. Hey. Everything's going to, everything's. Everything is coming up in Millhouse. We are loosey-goosey, baby. Um, Big story in this series so far. Really, my biggest complaint with these playoffs so far. The series are tight. The games are individually blowouts. Yeah, it's been it really has been a lot of lopsided wins, but it's at least a good at least they're good series back and forth. But yeah, yeah it's it, they're high scoring affairs and very lopsided. Yeah, I think uh, in this Blues Wild series, I think everybody was expecting Cam Talbot off the bat. It's been a flower the whole time. Flower's been solid. What a great pickup. But I know I know I said that on Beerly Hockey too. Yeah, man, go over there for a little more in depth. Um, we're just, we're just gonna touch on them here. But Jordan Bennington going back in net for St. Louis is huge. Yeah, it, back it back into the cage. Um, I'd say the average the average winning score in this series is by four goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the only game that's shown different is the last one, Game Four, which was five two. Yeah, I'm just. Kaprizov has five goals in four games. It's fucking great. He is a I love that kid. Machine. Man. Uh, he's been all over the place, man. Um, he's been everywhere, man. I don't know if I favor anybody, regardless of home ice advantage in the series, because it really they're both in the central. They've played each other a billion times. They've played how many games in that arena already? The Blues have played how many games in you know Minnesota already? Yeah. Vice versa. Especially and, last year, where they were in the same division, playing each other all the time. Precisely. So, um, it's going to be, yeah, home ice really isn't going to play a huge part in this, but I still think that a home crowd, if you can get on the board first, I think does bode well. The fighting John Hams against the entire state of Minnesota. That's what this, that's what this series is. 
And, and uh, who else is it? John, is it John? No, John Krasinski is... He's Boston. Boston. It's uh, Pam. Boston. Pam. Pam is a Blues fan. Pam is a Blues fan. There we fan. go. There's a crossover. Got The Office in here for you. Um, let's slide down here to another series that's tied to two. Calgary and Dallas. Calgary. Boy, they... Finally got they, a win last night. They needed that bad, man. Four goals, too. I mean, I don't care how many were empty headers. Jesus Christ. They needed to see... It's kind of like when a free throw shooter's missing. Calgary needed to see pucks go in the net. They forgot how to do it in this series, dude, because they've only... Before this game, they had only scored three... Uh, they scored three goals in three games. Yeah. Not great. So, yeah, they needed to see some pucks go in the net. Hopefully, that can bode well for them. I mean, I know you and I are both kind of hoping that because we both picked the Flames. And I have no desire to watch Dallas and their shitty brand of hockey keep going. No, and honestly, I have a feeling that they could really get trounced by Edmonton in the next oh, round. I, we'll get to that one because I'm not even... Dude. dude. Uh, we'll get there. But... I. Shut up, Siri. Shut what up, Siri. Fuck, fuck you, Siri. Why are you listening to me? Shut up. Anyways. Sorry about that. Anyways, back to your regularly scheduled program. <laughs> um, one of the other things I noticed in this in the series is... Nashville blew a four-goal lead in the last game of the season to draw Colorado in the first round. They would have been playing Calgary. And I think Nashville probably going to push them to seven with the way they're playing. Which, if I was a Preds fan, I would be sipping whiskey at Jason Aldean's bar right now, real upset at the fact that we had a four-goal lead on the last game of the year, and you pissed it away like a drunk in the drain, and... You had to play Colorado instead of getting a Calgary team that evidently decided that showing up was optional <laughs> in in nice. playoffs. So well done, sir. Yeah, kudos. Well done. Hashtag chemistry. Hashtag SMI. Um, I think Calgary gets it done in seven, but I think it's going to go all seven. I think Dallas wins again. Yeah, Dallas is definitely going to win again. And by the way, speaking of chemistry real quick, fun fact for you. High school chemistry teacher. <laughs> We called her Chewbacca. Oh God, why? Did she didn't look? She didn't look very womanly. Let's just say that. Mm. Um, but you know, we definitely had a girl growing up that uh, didn't do a good job around the bikini <laughs> line, and her, she yeah. was she was deemed the nickname President Bush. You know, I'm not saying that I'm proud of who I was in high school. Okay, I was. I think all guys can admit that we were all somewhat douchebags in high school. Well, you were a douchebag in high school? I still am, pretty much. But, <laughs> I was going to say, I, I still am, too. <clears throat> um, but, you know, I will say that we may or may not have in class just sat there and gone... Oh, <laughs> it was terrible. And canceled. And see ya. Oops. Um, Sorry. Yeah, I still think Calgary wins in seven. I mean, if they can pull off game five and then maybe ride the momentum, they can wrap it up in six, but... I think they're going to need all seven games. Let's go down to a series that I cannot believe we are here. I thought this would have been a 4-0. I, I mean, maybe maybe five games. Edmonton. Whoa, I, whoa, I missed something here. Hold on. Wow, I fell asleep at the wheel there, buddy. Edmonton, what the fuck? Game one, they lose 4-3 on a bad Mike Smith yeah, play. Un- Fine. It happens. First game, maybe a little nervous. No big deal. They then drop six and eight goals, respectively. As, as an aggregate, 14-2 to two over the next two games, and I'm going, this is the Kings team I thought they were. I mentioned I'm barely hockey. I went to a Kings game out at Crypto.com not three weeks ago, and they're playing the Blackhawks, which is not a playoff team, not, not even a good team, really. And I was like, man, this team's going to sneak into playoffs? Like, th- really? This Kings team? I was shocked. And now I'm watching them, and I'm like, Oh, man, like, okay, like, you know, Dustin Brown, last go-round in playoffs, and I get it. They're getting up there, Kopitar, guys like that, Jonathan Quick, how many more miles they got left in those legs. But for Edmonton to come out in game four where they can take a commanding 3-1 lead and to lose 4 nothing, I don't have any faith they're going to win the series, let alone... Game five. Dude, I was I was so ready to just give this to the Oilers. I thought for sure they were going to go up 3-1. It was going to be done. It was going to be... Oh, I fell asleep at the wheel, dude. I'm sorry, folks. I I, I guess I, uh, I fell asleep really early last night. Fucking A. Man, this one... 
Fuck Edmonton. Get it together. You are such a better team than this L.A. team. And what the fuck is going on? I mean, how is it that these guys can't get the puck in the net against a fucking age? Well, Jonathan Quick only has an 8-9-4 in the series. It's not, it's not like they're playing out of their minds. But he, like, had a, he, had a, he had a thousand last night. Well, yeah. It's all, I mean, yeah. One game at a time. But... Oh, man. I, I just, I don't understand, I don't understand Edmonton for, a, you know, I mean, like, mid-season, they fired Dave Tippett, they, they, you know, they clean house, they go through everything new, and for whatever reason, this team has never put together a blue line and attendee that can match what Dreisaitl, what McDavid, what Evander Kane has done since they signed him, what Ryan Nugent Hopkins does, they have so much offensive talent, and for whatever reason, they give them nothing. And I'm not going to go through the defensemen for this team because I don't want to embarrass them right now as we're ranting, to be honest, because I I believe in good karma and I want Edmonton to move on. But listeners at home, if you're, you know, look through who their defensemen are. It's not good. No, they're no names. I mean, you will. And, well, no, no, no names, no names, no names, no names. Sorry, no names. No, no, no names because we are, we are trashing them right now. And I don't want to bring that bad juju on them by saying their names out loud. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, it's just not looking good. And I will say, just to not name names in the spirit of not naming names, there are two defensemen for the Edmonton Oilers that were minus three last evening. Yeah, I, it, it, I mean, the whole team was minus since, you know, basically since, well, they, yes, yes, since they didn't I score. But <laughs> the plus minus, the plus minus is very telling of what's going on on the ice when you are out there. And there, there is a pair that is both minus three. That's fair. Uh, would you, as the, you know, side hustle, the SMI side hustle, would you put money on Edmonton in game five? Yeah, I'm putting money on him in Game Five. Coming back to Edmonton. So is Evander Kane. <laughs> is he the Pete Rose of hockey? People are talking about it. Um, yeah, hundred percent. New guy, so. new guy on the block. I love it. That's fair. Um, but no, I really, uh, yeah, I'm still gonna put money on Edmonton Game Five. I think going back, going back, it doesn't matter if you lost this one. You lost Game One. You came out with some fucking fire. Games Two and Three. So maybe you just kind of fell asleep at the wheel, like I did, to start this off. And now you're going to come back alive, and you're going to be ready to go. And you're going to fuck some shit up in Game 5. Rick from Red Deer is ready to kill someone. Let's go over to the East. Poor Rick from Red Deer. I really... Can someone check on him, please? Is he alive? Let's go over to the East. Uh, last night, Carter Verhage saved the Panthers' ass and season. In a game that they outshot the shit out of the Caps. Dude, that was so lopsided. I was watching that game last night. They were, I mean, they were peppering Samsonov all night long. And for whatever reason, it was 2-1 late. And then they pulled the goalie. Crazy bastards down there. And sure enough, Sam Reinhart, first ever playoff goal. Poor bastard has spent six years in Buffalo to get the, get the playoffs now. Uh... Scores the game-tying goal late. Force OT. Carter Verhage pots the winner. Series is tied at two. Uh, Shout-out to Cat since 96. One of our most loyal, if not the most loyal listener. Hi, guy. We You crazy bastard. This is for you, buddy. Boy. Uh, so let's just talk about this. I mean, Carter Verhage is leading the team in goals right now with three. He's also leading the team in points with five. So Carter Verhage kind of fucking killing it. Right now, he's been your guy. Uh, otherwise, on you know the on the other side, dude, fuck, Obi. That's all you gotta say. He's got four assists, one goal, five points. Leads to leads the team in assists and points. I would expect him to. Yeah, um, that's, that's what that's what Hall of Famers in top. I'm gonna go out on a limb. Top ten players all time do. Yeah, hundred percent. He he goes out there and he produces. Yeah, and Samson of. Sam Sonov has stood on his fucking head the last few games. He's got a 94. He's got 949 save Dude, percent. John Carlson took a puck in the mouth last night. Oof. Also, we do have to talk about it. The Oshie hit. I don't know if Oshie's going to get reprimanded for that or not. 
It was a little. Uh, it was close. Yeah, it wasn't great. Uh, but I think I think there's going to be something that comes down. I don't know about a suspension, see. but I didn't see anything today yet. But we can uh, we can we can look. Nope, no discipline. Of course he's not. It's playoffs. If it was, they're going to let it slide. If it was Tom Wilson to to the gulag. Oh, 100%. To the gulag. That's and, it. Yeah, where he belongs. As it should be. Um, but yeah, that's uh that's kind of what I was just want to talk about that series, just that game last night. We'll talk about it after after they decide their game 5 tomorrow night or tonight as you're listening. Um let's go down to a game that we're watching watching game 5 right now. So this this will be a 3-2 one way or the other after tonight. This Carolina Boston series has been interesting. Yeah. And right now, as at like mid, like just so you know, to update, we're at mid second period. Uh, Carolina's up two nothing. Boy, I can't wait to see how this finishes out. You will already know. Shout out to Spitting Chuckwitz. Uh, for all you gamblers out there, if Boston makes it out of here, just for a side note, apparently if Boston in day games is incredible. I didn't know this. Their day record over the last like two seasons is insane. When they announced that Mother's Day game at twelve thirty. Everybody was hammering the bees, and they took care of the, you know, the Hurricanes five two. So we're watching it now. It's yeah, it's two nothing Canes, like Nate said, and I think this is going to go the distance. I just think the home team wins every time. I think, I think Raleigh is a gauntlet in playoffs. Oh, dude, that's that atmosphere is in fucking sane. They they get behind their team down there when they're good. Kind of like, kind of like. Other fan bases that shall remain nameless, but <clears throat> but uh, I, I I do think um, Carolina wins this in seven, but they're going to be battered and bruised going into their potential series against the winner of the next series we'll go to, and we'll get more into Carolina, you know, ne- next go around. Dude, the Penguins are absolutely demolishing the Rangers. Dude, it's. This game, I I have a feeling this series might be over in in five. I think they're going to send everybody at MSG home real sad. And fucking good, actually. They, I mean, I hate Pittsburgh so much, and I know I th- I kind of thought that it might be New York, but with their youth, but fuck, dude, never count out a team that has Sidney Crosby on it. And why would you ever do that? So the Rangers won game two five two, right? Pittsburgh has put up four seven and seven. They put up 14 goals in their two home games in Pittsburgh. Now they're going to, to Madison Square Garden tomorrow with all the momentum. I, I I just don't see any way for New York to get back in this, do you? No. They're done. Rangers are done. Great season. Tip of the cap. You, you get did, out. You did good, kids, but yeah, I it's just not doable. It's nope. really not. This team. Sydney, Evgeny. Jake Gensel, you know, I mean, granted, Domain could fall flat on his face. He could. With the Smith out. For I him. mean, it's it's insane what he's doing. But I don't know, man. I just don't know if he can do it. I think Carolina will pepper him in the next series, assuming they go, or, yeah. Bo- or Boston would. Yeah. Whomever goes. Them, either one of them is. Well, man, a Boston-Pittsburgh series this year would be fucking incredible. The teams with the same sweaters. No, I'm kidding. Don't get mad. Um, <laughs> Pittsburgh. Yeah, Pittsburgh's on a roll. Shout out to the Penguins fans. I mean, I kind of had it marked down. I thought this series would go one of two ways. Fight to the finish or Pittsburgh kicks their ass. And it's been P- Pittsburgh kicks their ass. Yeah, it has. So. I, I, had this, I had this as New York. I didn't want to give Pittsburgh any credit, but I, I'm... I'm being made to eat my own fucking words, so I will give credit where credit is due. I why would you ever bet against a Sydney Cros- a team with Sydney Crosby? I'm and just sorry. just the po- this just you know playoff experience they have you know. I'm sorry, okay. I'm sorry, Ian. Sorry. We get it. They put French fries on sandwiches and think it's super original. <laughs> Everybody else is doing it. Um, I think that'll wrap up the, <laughs> the Stanley Cup playoff talk for now. We'll have some we'll have some final words next week on the series, and we'll do a little uh, talk about the series coming up. But let's hop over and talk about a little bit of action on the diamond. Cue the John Fogarty. Um, looking up and down the standings here, 
Uh, Tampa Bay Rays won the AL East last year. They're three games back at the Yankees right now, 18 and 12. Have a decent year so far. Um, according to BaseballReference.com, right now, if the season ended, most likely playoff scenarios, wild card series, Tampa Bay Rays against Toronto. Fuck, I'm watching the hell out of that. Yep, absolutely. Go to the AL Central real quick, and then we'll touch on some more fun topics. I'm just going over standings. Sure, buddy, sure. Uh, Minnesota got a nice three-game lead on Cleveland in the AL Central. Cleveland half game up on the White Sox. You got the Royals at 9-17, and and then Detroit way back at 8-20. and um, Out in the West, uh, your beloved A's, 11-18. and uh, It's the only yeah, team up. it's not going great there. And Seattle, 3-17, and but the Angels are kind of running away with that one. Houston... Houston. Which is which is shocking to me. He, well, that, Houston's there. Yeah, Houston's there, but the fact that the A's are, or not the A's, the Angels are fucking running away with that is just baffling to me. Yeah, the uh, the NL Central going kind of according to plan. Milwaukee nineteen and eleven, St. Louis sixteen and twelve. They're two games back. Pittsburgh, the Pirates twelve and sixteen, six games back. The Chicago Cucks ten and eighteen. Then the Reds at six and twenty three. Not a big deal. The Reds have won three of the last four games. Not a big deal, guys. Not a flex. Um, and then you go to the NL West. The Padres are 19-11. They're a half game back at the Dodges. And uh, Colorado sitting there at 16-13, and 13, four games back. And then Arizona at 16-14, four and a half games back. Every team in the NL West has a winning record. You love to see it. I, I love that. We love that. That's a fun division. It's just a shame it's on so late for all the people out East. Because people out West are getting treated to good baseball. Yeah, man, I really, uh, I, I've had to stay up late a few times to watch some A's baseball, and yeah, it's made me a little tired the next day, but I don't care. It's been a lot of fun, and I'm still in on it, and yes, for those of you that, you know, remember me saying that I am now an A's fan, I haven't just announced that and not watched games. I'm staying up and watching them bitches. I'm up until 11 midnight, whatever. YOLO. Um, right now, by the way, in the AL... Because it's new format this year. Six teams make make the postseason. Um, you get two buys, and then you have two wild card uh, series. Currently, the AL wild card series would be Cleveland and Minnesota. Oh my God! Ooh. They play nineteen times in the regular season. You get them again in in a three game wild card playoff round. Let's go, boys! Man, that'd be fun. That is that would be, be a blast. In the NL, the uh, Milwaukee would get a buy, and the Cardinals would be taking on the Giants. That is according to baseball references algorithm. Yeah. So. So can I uh, can I just toss out there some like kind of legally eating fun stats? Let's for do it right now. Let's What's the point of baseball if you don't get into the numbers? That's right. That's why we're all here. Thank honestly. you, at Bill James. So, let's take a look at just some uh, for some batting leaders. Okay. Your league leading on base percentage. Okay. This is across the entire league, uh, excluding of course our big market bozos. Fuckers. We got. In second place in the MLB, Manny Machado out in San Diego with 454 on base percentage right now. Oof. Like, whoa. You got Crawford in Seattle with 435. Hosmer. JP Crawford just came back today, too, from a, from from, a, little, yeah, from from a little IL time. Yeah, a little absence. That's fine. He's back. He's better. He's got a 435 on base. Let's see if He's he can healthy, and, he, and he gets hit in front of Eugenio Suarez and Jesse Winker. Could be a lot worse. Hosmer's at, Hosmer's in sixth right now at four twenty five. Hayes and Pittsburgh's at four seventeen right now. I talked about Key Brian Hayes in our preseason preview. Love Key Brian, Key Brian Hayes. So fun to watch. If you're if you're just scrolling around through random baseball games, you get a chance to watch maybe an inning or two of a Pirates game. Check out his at bat. Okay, I'll check that out. I'm I'm gonna do that because I'm not familiar with him, but I will uh, be in there. So, and then. Uh, Let's see. We got Owen Miller in ninth for for Cleveland at four oh seven. He crushed the Reds. Oh my God. Yeah, he did. And then J Ram at four oh six. Is this is this the year J Ram finally gets in the MVP talks? Like, actually, or do you think he gets shot down by like an Otani or a Trout again? Boy, I don't know. I I, I really hope that it's time. He's. He, He's done his time, man. He's put up the numbers consistently. You got to give him a look. Finally, love he, me some J Ram. He's fun. Yeah, he deserves. He deserves to be an MVP. Um, looking at slugging percentage now, Manny Machado in third place with six twenty eight slugging percentage. Oh, crazy, like that guy is just 
unreal right now. CJ Crone in Colorado's in fourth with 627. One of the best signings was CJ Crone to Colorado because he crushed baseballs with the Angels. And then he goes to Colorado. What do you think he's going to do there? Just annihilate him. Mash. Annihilate him. Mash. Byron Bruxton's in fifth with Minnesota at 722. Then we got uh, Nolan Arenado and six at six twenty one. I don't know yeah. where we uh, got lost in the mix there. Yeah, it happens. Um, let's see. Moving down, Jay Rams also in there at slugging percentage in eighth at six oh seven. Oh yeah. And then, uh, wow, unbelievably, Brandon Drury for Cincinnati five ninety three. I was joking about this on Twitter the other day. Yeah. Brandon Drury is going to fuck around and be the Reds' one all-star. Yeah, for sure. That's so bad. Terrible. Oh, my God. Hello, darkness, my old friend. Hey, so I know you love these stats, so you're on base plus slugging right now. Let go. Manny Machado in third at 1.082. Nolan Arenado, 10.21, 1.021. Jose Ramirez, 10.14. Owen Miller, 9.91. Um... Uh, J.P. Crawford, 981. C.J. Crone, 977. That's right there. That's three through eight. All small market guys. There we go. Love to see that. And hey. then, uh, also, just wanted to highlight real quick from my Oakland A's, bro. Can I just talk about the one and only Paul Blackburn, who is fucking ripping right now mm-hmm. on the mound. He, like, he was killing the Tigers the other or last night. Yeah. And uh, he's got four wins on the season. Okay. He's got a one seven four ERA. It's a good Ernie. And that is in I'm sorry, I gotta I gotta pull up his innings right now because that's the other that's the other thing that fucking gets me is he's thrown for a incredible amount of innings. I think it's I think it's like thirty eight. Oh, here we go. Uh Oh, damn, he's not in the top 10. I don't know how. He just pitched last night. But I, I swear he's up around maybe 30. Actually, it might be 31 innings pitched. So, one, I know that the A's said they're not going to trade him for at least two months. Yeah. I, I know. I know. Because the Reds are shopping Tyler Malley and Luis Castillo, which they should. Yeah. They should shop everyone. They should sell the entire team and let me pitch. Who cares? Why not? Um, I'm looking at the MVP odds, like I said earlier, by the way. So, right now, in the AL... You got J-Ram at plus, plus 1,200, mm-hmm. right? That's good for tied for fifth. Guess who he's tied with? Guy you mentioned earlier. Uh, I'm going to guess uh, CJ Crone, maybe? No, he's Colorado. Oh, sorry. Byron Buxton. Byron Buxton? I was going to say, I would lay a sneaky, sneaky bet on Byron Buxton to win the MVP just because I feel like it – the AL Central, it's good, but it's balanced. I feel like he'll rake all year against those teams. So I just wanted to throw it out there. Buxton has the same odds as J Ram right now. In the NL, it's Machado and Arenado at plus six hundred for the leader. So Damn. Yep. Um, you know, I know we don't want to talk about the the big market guys, but I think we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about the fact that right now, um one pitcher by the name of Carlos Rodon out in San Francisco, yeah, is averaging 13 and a half strikeouts per nine right you now. You ever watched him pitch? Yeah, I watched him against the A's. He threw a no-hitter against the Indians last year. The guy is fucking unreal. Two-year, $44 million contract out there, too. Like, 22 million. That's what I would do for... By the way, that's going to set the pitching standard. The years are going to plummet. You're not going to see Garrett Cole-style contracts. What you're going to see is three years, $65 million. Hitters will get seven years, 140 Because you can hit till you're 40 if you're good. Yeah, absolutely. But pitchers are going to start getting these short contracts. Because their arms give out. They're, they're going to make a high AAV, but they're not going to be there long term. And that's a good, I think that's a good way to do it, honestly. I don't disagree. Because pitching, because... <coughs> <coughs> oh, God. That you all right, buddy? Give me some water. Water! Oh. Get this man uh, some water. Got some water in there. Um, yeah, because my thing is pitching. Pitchers are great when you when you got a good one, but I feel like they just they go 
on and off injury list so frequently because they constantly throw their fucking arms out. Mm-hmm. And they have, like, these guys are literally throwing their fucking arms out of the socket. And they have to get these fucking Tommy John surgeries and then they're out for fucking a year and a half. Yeah. And then it's a, and then it's a big question mark if they can come back healthy. For sure. You know, or they get the, or they get the elbow surgeries as well. That's what Tommy John. Oh, is. sorry, Tommy John. But then they, but then their shoulders as well. Yeah. Like these guys, you know, you just never know. And so that's why I think it's good. Like if you're a pitcher, I'd want that. Like why take a long term deal where you're getting a little bit each year? Why not max out your fucking max it out, sign a two year deal, make your fucking goo up, and then go on to your next team or re-sign for another year or two. Yeah, like that's the, that's the way to do well, it. Because it's guaranteed, and they want the security, but they got to realize that their line of work in baseball is not the secure the secure line of work. Mm-mm. But yeah, I mean, baseball season's humming along. We're gonna keep you up to date as we go. Um, our teams both suck ass. Fucking terrible. But you know what? We're still fans, and we're still here. Still wearing the Oakland jersey. We're the only fans. Yeah, we are. <laughs> Zing. Yeah. Got him. Um. We haven't talked about it in a while. Let's go over to a little MLS talk, shall we? Just going to run down a few things. Uh, in the East, I consider them small market in the preseason preview. Montreal currently in third with 17 points in the East. Wow. Orlando City currently in fourth. Here's the shocker. FC Cincinnati's in fifth. Yeah, what the They're hell? They're in a playoff spot. Um... I think the biggest thing about FC Cincinnati, one, they do, they have played one more game than most of the other teams. And they've played two more than New York City FC. Um, which is, which is fine. You know what, FC Cincinnati fans, you've played 11 games, 11 matches, you're in a playoff spot. They love their team down there. TQL Stadium's gorgeous. It is, man. I was just actually just looking at, talking about that today. Like, man, that is a, it is a beautiful stadium. Mm-hmm. It really is. So... Good for FC Cincinnati, man. Yeah. They're fighting. I'm, I'm happy for you. You're, you're fighting hillbillies. You're fighting hillbillies. They're in Kentucky. Yep. It's the Republic of Cincinnati. Let's go to the West real quick. Um, I think the shocker is Austin is in second place. Yeah, dude. What the hell? Hi, <laughs> Austin in second. Real Salt Lake in fifth. Nashville in sixth. Minnesota in seventh. Uh, not some traditional powers in there, but, you know, Nashville they're... Nashville made, made the postseason last year in the East. They get bumped to the West. They're still in, you know, fighting spirit there. It's pretty shocking because it, there's a lot more of the newer kind of powers that be up in the top seven of this, whereas, you know, your traditional, you know, Portland, Colorado, San, San Jose, Sporting Kansas City, Seattle, Vancouver are at the bottom. Yeah. Although Seattle's only played eight matches, and there's teams that have played eleven. Yeah. So that's oh, well, and Vancouver. I wouldn't call Vancouver a traditional power, but they've. Been, I mean, they're you know they've been around. Yeah. See, Seattle's. I mean, they're theoretically looking at nine points. It'll skyrocket them up, but it's still early days. MLS we are, season. We are very early in. Yeah. So it's very early, but you know what? Hey, you never know what'll happen. Um, just wanted to you know give a quick little touch there on uh just the updated standings for the MLS. It is as small market as it gets here. We don't follow it as close as we do the four major sports in college football, but... We'll give you the tip. But, yeah, just to see how it feels. Yep. But, happy to give the updates. Um, obviously, when it comes to, you know, MLS, we have a team here, so we, we have a small rooting interest. Yeah, we, 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 we're into it. We're into it. We like it. We like competition. We like sports. Um, hey, how about we talk about this real quick before we go? How about that fucking Kentucky Derby? The fastest two minute, the fucking most thrilling and fastest two minutes in sports. That's not what my ex-wife said. Hello! Yeah, but, uh, dead. hundred of your softer dollars on that there for set one would have got you $8,000. Rich strike? Yeah. It's a nice little payday. Sure would have been. I'm telling you, the favorites are never the way to go. I don't know why anybody would ever pay, like, one, you're, you're, you know, one one out for five out of one odds, or one out of five odds, or something like that. Five to one. So I've heard of fantasy leagues where if you come in last, you have to put like X amount of dollars down on the horse with the worst odds. Boy, could you imagine having to put like half a grand on a on a horse that's like two hundred thirty <laughs> to one? Yeah, then, then then you hit. 
Oh, dude. Oh, my God. That's like the story of, like, Leicester City went in the Prem, and, like, it was 5,000 to 1, and the guy put, like, 1,000 quid on it because he came in last. Yeah. In his fantasy league, that he made 5 mil. Jeez. It's shit. like, all right, you know? Holy shit. Sometimes it's an investment. Sometimes it works out for you. Yeah. So that was yeah, my, yeah. So, um, <laughs> could, could you imagine? Dead. You You come in dead last in fantasy. Your team goes, like, 2 and 12. Everybody's injured all year. And then you have to put like five hundred bucks down on dipshit McGee, who's eighty to one odds, and he fucking wins it. Good God! Man. And here comes dipshit McGee out the rear, and every other horse trips and falls. What the hell? Just oh happened? my God! It was like it's like Sonic Boom in backyard football, just knocks them all down. No, it's like uh, it's like in fucking um, Batman when they're running the kickback, and like the fucking track comes out from underneath, Bane oh, yeah. comes out. Yeah, it's just there's one horse left. I, I, I could think of a, uh, about a million Browns fans that would like that to happen in real life to Hinesville. I could think of that as well. <laughs> One of them that is uh, very frequently uh, on this podcast. Uh, he's on PTO. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's just about wrap up this episode of Small Market Insecurities. Nate, you got anything else for us? Uh, yeah, just stay tuned. Next week, we're going to do a little uh, preview for the PGA Championship over at Southern Hills Country Club in... Tulsa, Oklahoma. Tul- did you know Tulsa backwards? A slut. Slut. A slut. Yeah, exactly. No, 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 no. Pretty wild, right? Yeah, um, but uh, it's rumored that uh, one Phil Mickelson will be around there. And who knows? This could be the last time that we see Phil Mickelson play a PGA Tour event. Because there's a lot of talk around him going over to that Saudi league. And- Mill, Mill Fickelson? Yeah, Mill Fickelson. And uh, the PGA has said, anybody that goes over to that league ain't welcome back. You can get out. You can get out. <laughs> so, yeah, just be prepared for a little PGA championship preview. And then uh, we're going to kind of also plan out some, of course, other ones for the other majors. The U.S. Open in June and the Open Championship in July. If you are a footy fan, this, footy, is, footy. this is a fun time of the year. You got, you know, all the, you know, you got certain leagues that are wrapping up, titles on the line, you got the Champions League final coming up, but in true small market fashion, I wanted to bring up the playoffs. For those that aren't familiar, overseas, they don't do playoffs after their seasons, it's just play the full season, you play everybody in the top flight or whatever flight you're in, home and away, most points, you know, three for a win, one for a draw, most points wins, wins the title. No postseason, except in certain leagues, in certain divisions, where they take one or two teams to get automatically promoted in the promotion relegation discussion we will have, and then you have playoffs for the other two. I wanted to shout out a handful. One, Sunderland is in the League One playoff semifinal, or playoff final, to come back to the championship, which is one step below. For anybody that's watched Sunderland Till I Die on Netflix... You'll know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, they're a historic club. It's a very fun docu-series on Sunderland. They took consecutive relegations, finally sold the team. Now they're stable. They're going to come back up. Kudos to them. But the big one I wanted to talk about is in the championship. And this team was in every lower league you could possibly fathom throughout the last 75 plus years and they are playing Huddersfield town in the semifinal for the chance to go to Wembley to play in the final for a chance to get promoted back to the, up to the premier league. First time in the prem, which is a 30 year old breakoff league, but the first time in the top flight, maybe ever, I could be wrong there. I don't know if they've ever been, but you can't tell me you don't feel good for little Luton town. If you don't want to watch them, play Chelsea, Liverpool, Arsenal at home in a stadium that is nowhere near the size of those. Right. Like, oh, man, that's going to be like just a little – that's like that's going to be like a fucking D3 college stadium up against – Kenilworth Road holds a shade over 10,000 people. To give you perspective, uh, the average in the Prem is like 40,000. Yeah. There are some smaller ones, like Bournemouth, who's coming back up. They're like right around 20. This is truly tiny. This is 
this is the kind of shit that you, if you're a Luton fan, which there are probably not too many American Luton Town fans. If there are, please let us know. But this is the kind of shit that kids there whose dads were Luton fans, moms and dads, their grandparents were. Maybe maybe grandma, grandpa met at a match back in the day when they're playing in the fourth tier. And now they have a shot. They have to win, essentially. They only have to win one time. They can draw the final and win in pens. But they have to win basically one match. If they even win at all, they could draw three times. Mm -hmm. Just go to penalties. And get promoted to the Premier League, and they're getting Prem money. (laughs) At the same rate as Manchester United and Manchester City. So, I wanted to shout out Luton Town. I think that's a really cool story. The fact that they are within striking distance of getting promoted, and I hope they do. That's who I'm rooting for in the championship playoffs. So just want to give a shout out to that, because it's very rare in that world that you get an underdog story of that magnitude. Yeah. So, shout out to Luton Town. Um, other than that, we'll pretty much wrap up this episode of Small Market Insecurities. For the guy you love to hate, Stack I and Eight, it's your boy Phil Razor saying, Small Market Insecurities. Pairs well with booze. We love you guys. Come on, you spares!